0: I'm so thrilled you can join us. This season of the Collective Wisdom podcast is brought to you by Between Tracks Media Productions. Chris Hall Franz set up Between Tracks with a mission to make the process of setting up and producing a podcast as easy and pain free as possible. He does all that and more with his super organised system for file sharing, his tips and advice on everything from which equipment to buy to how to get the best sound quality. The service at Between Tracks is amazingly professional, reasonably priced, and above all, Chris is just a really nice guy to work with. I think it's fair to say that without his help, there wouldn't be a Collective Wisdom podcast. Wisdom, as we all know, is about understanding your own limitations, and mine on the technical side were pretty high. As ever, there's a link in the show notes for his website and contact details. Thanks so much to Chris at betweentracks.com. Hi there, and welcome to episode three of the Collective Wisdom podcast. Three is a very lucky number for me, so it's just perfect that this episode is being aired on the eve of a brand new year. Let's hope that 2021 isn't quite such a bumpy ride as 2020 turned out to be. It's about this time of year that we usually start to think towards the year ahead and set some intentions, perhaps even commit to trying to be a bit more health conscious. So it's with that in mind that I'm so thrilled to be introducing my guest for today. Nadine Kelly is a fully trained medic who 10 years ago, as she puts it, gave up being occupied with death and disease as a pathologist and started using her incredible talents as a health and wellness coach, focusing instead on a holistic approach to our health and prevention of disease. She now has her own podcast, The Yogi MD, which is like having your own personal health and wellness coach to support you to live a healthier and happier life. If 2020 has taught us nothing else, it's that without our health, everything else is pretty much an afterthought. Nadine and I talked about the many, many celebrations and milestones that have been missed this year, including graduations and the usual rites of passage that give us the chance to acknowledge our young people and their achievements. But we also talked about her own challenge when it came to leaving behind her identity as a pathologist in a white coat and follow a path perhaps closer to her heart. I'm so glad she did as there is no question that if she hadn't, we would likely as not never have encountered one another, and the immense wisdom that Nadine has to share about our own agency over our health wouldn't have helped the hundreds of people whose lives have been impacted by her work. So as we head into the new year, this is my gift to you, along with the hope that 2021 will be full of healthy and happy moments for us all. I've got a really special guest today, and I am so so thrilled to be introducing her. I can't believe that she's agreed to come on the podcast because she's just such an amazing person. Uh, the official bio is Dr. Nadine Kelly is a retired physician, yoga instructor, American Council of Exercise certified health coach, and senior exercise specialist. Founder of Yogi MD and the host of the Yogi MD podcast. She believes in making yoga accessible to everyone of all physical levels by offering yoga in the chair, on the floor, and in the water. Participation in Nadine's yoga classes helps her students to maintain health and perform activities of daily living, improve quality of life, and control the effects of a range of chronic conditions. Since 2012, Nadine has been teaching people with a variety of chronic conditions such as arthritis, joint replacements hypertension, scoliosis, sleep disturbances, anxiety and depression, multiple sclerosis, chronic pain, osteopenia, osteoporosis, COPD, asthma, and cancer survivors. Nadine is located in Chicago and Sawyer, Michigan. And I first met Nadine when we were both coaching on the Akimbo Story Skills Workshop. And she just has this aura of calm serenity around her that just makes you want to hang out and hear what she has to say next it's it's just yeah and then i found out she had this podcast and i've since become a bit of an addict i just think it's like having your own personal health and well-being coach just right there whenever you need it you can just tap into it it's got yoga as its sort of foundational piece But Nadine just has this holistic approach to health and well-being and maintaining a healthy you by looking not just at your physical health, but it's the emotional, spiritual, intellectual, social, whole thing wrapped up together and how much yoga can actually impact all of that. And I loved her philosophy, which was to to move out of conventional medicine where she was kind of focused on disease and to move into health coaching and wellness coaching which is is about health and just it it felt like that was such a positive flip of so many of us wait until we're we're sick and we're ill to go and see our doctor and yet we are in a position often to just really have a massively impactful effect on our own health and well-being just with these. And then it's not difficult stuff that you're recommending. You know, it's just take some time for yourself. Be kind to yourself. I love that, that sort of whole, whole philosophy. And, you know, things like you're a, an amazing drummer. Take up a passion. Find something that really makes you tick and, and just get better at it and master a craft, that kind of thing. So it's really simple. Simple but effective everyday advice. I'm just interested about you know your story and how the podcast came about, Nadine.
1: First of all, thank you so much, Kat, for having me on the show. It is an honor. You say that you're so excited to have me on. I was thrilled and humbled that you asked me to be your guest. So I really appreciate it. It, it means a lot to me. My journey to the podcast was this. I retired from pathology in 2011. And then I made my way to becoming a yoga instructor and I accomplished that by 2012. And so I've been teaching yoga and I was also, I'm sorry, reading Seth Godin's blog on a regular basis. And so in 2018, I received an email saying that they were going to be launching the first podcast fellowship. And so I took a leap of faith, joined, because I thought it would be a wonderful vehicle to deliver a broader message about health that I couldn't completely convey in my classes because the classes were contained an hour at a time. And so there's only so much you can do in that time. So I felt constrained by that physical container and I decided, okay, a podcast would be a wonderful way to reach more people, to also honor more of the person I am, which is to be a lifelong learner. And how are you a lifelong learner? It's not just about reading books, but it's also about having stimulating conversations and asking questions and learning from other people. So I was instantly geeked out. I'm such a nerd that I could have the opportunity to do that. So that's how the podcast was born. And the message I wanted to extend was this. I had also at the time been coaching a woman's initiative class that was about health. And I was introduced to this idea of the six dimensions of health in that class. And because I had been, I had finished medicine, I was practicing yoga. This message just really came at the right time and made the most sense for me, which is health has multiple domains. It's your social, emotional Mental, physical, intellectual, and spiritual. They're all connected and all very personal. It's not formulaic. That's the other thing that I've wanted to really convey to people, to women, to wise women. Mm. That's my audience. That we don't have to subscribe to the tired and superficial small idea. That to be a healthy woman means that we have to succumb to a very specific, restricted caloric diet. Yeah. And a certain dress size, because that's what was being preached. That's what is being preached in our society to be accepted. Take up less space, really. Mm -hmm. And so that message made a lot of sense to me because it takes that idea and broadens it, that your health is personal, it evolves, and all of those things are connected. And so if you were to ignore one domain, the others are going to suffer.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense, really does.
1: So that's how the podcast was born. And that's how I decided to really dig into and learn more about how to make all of those domains customizable for the individual, to open that door for a person to shine that light so that she can be empowered to say, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about my social domain being important, the people around me or how Mm -hmm. I'm contributing to my community can make me a healthier person because there is scientific evidence, too. This is not all just woo-woo. There's scientific evidence that showing gratitude or volunteering, being a part of your community, having a sense of purpose does enhance your sense of well-being and increase longevity. They are studying these things now.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And I think, even though it's not rocket science, it's so it's so often overlooked. That's when you start to listen to your podcast, it's just these are really simple, but hugely effective things. And you know, the list of of diseases that actually, you'd think, oh, you, you definitely need a course of drugs and, but actually just that That holistic sort of mind, body, soul approach, which is if those things are aligned and that you're you're actually really just aware and creating a sort of uh, a sense of awareness around that approach every single day. Yeah, it just it just means that you, you feel better in yourself. You you respond more positively to the people around you. Yeah, it's just amazing.
1: So the balance means that we're not lopsided. So there is a time and place for medication, for example, Mm. that you brought up, but it's not the be all end all. And I think we rely a little bit too much on the idea of the magic pill, the quick fix, and not on the idea of prevention. Mm. And that's, that was one of the things that was underlying my dissatisfaction with practicing medicine. And it was only with many, many years, and we'll get into this later, I'm sure, in the podcast episode, but it took me a long time and a lot of reflection to understand why medicine was ultimately not a good fit for me for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, which is quite a bold thing because when you've, you know, we're we're sort of almost conditioned to think if you've trained to be a doctor, that is a, you know, it's it's such a a long drawn-out period that you're even in training and I think it takes quite a lot of courage to to actually stand up and say there's a different way, and to 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 kind of go against that conformity and and to go against the norms. And I I love that there's a parallel in our stories with you know you said in 2018 and you you took that that leap of faith and joined the podcasting fellowship and now you're you're a coach within that community and you're helping other people, myself included, to find their own voice. And it was a bit the same for me. I um, listened to Seth on a podcast and he was talking about the old MBA and I didn't even know why I was applying. It was, it was kind of, what am I doing this for?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yet the, you know, when, when I came out the other side of it and I was asked to join the the coaching team, it's actually taken me on a whole new life journey, you know, and I'm now training to be a coach and, there's something around that piece of sometimes you just take blind faith and doors open mm-hmm. that you couldn't have ever envisaged. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can think yourself through a step, step-by-step process. It's just take the take the first step, usually quite scary, and things will happen. Magic will just sort of fall into place. Uh, and, and often those callings aren't, they're very strong, but they're so not clear. You know, it, it, there's no clarity around exactly why you're being called in that direction. So I imagine with you, it was that sense that I'm practicing medicine, but somehow this is not, it still doesn't feel quite aligned with who I am, which is so beautiful. And I think what I loved, uh, I was just listening the other day, and you said for spiritual health, one of the best things you can do is just an act of simple kindness. And then to notice the effect it has on you, Mm -hmm. as well as the person that you're being kind to. And I was just thinking, oh, and that's just so magical because it leads into, you know, the stories that I want to encourage people to tell are an act of kindness that has had an impact on them. Because I think having a collection of just simple stories that highlight how powerful kindness, and generosity are as a currency. So if you if you uh, would tell us a bit more, you said that your act of simple kindness was your daughter Maddie's graduation. And yeah, I'd love to hear that story.
1: I would love to tell it because it is something I will never forget. So right now we are in a pandemic. And when my daughter Maddie was going to graduate, it was May. And we had, she was a fourth year who had been working really hard at heart. At Harvard. There are many reasons why that is such a milestone for our family. One of the things being that my parents are Haitian immigrants who did not attend college. I'm first born, oldest of three, first generation. We grew up in Chicago. And then to have my daughter, so their granddaughter, realizing their dream, why they took what a courageous act to leave your country to come to somewhere completely foreign to fight for your family to fight for opportunity and so this was a really meaningful celebration that we wanted to have in person their first granddaughter graduating with honors from this university she worked so hard to get into
0: incredible
1: and for us it wasn't the name you know some people get really hung up in the name it's not the name it's just the accomplishment of what her accomplishment her mm-hmm. grit and all of that so at any rate because of the pandemic we did not to get to have an in-person graduation oh. and it was really crushing for her in a lot of ways because of the social aspect of it too. She didn't get to, she'd envisioned at the end of this celebrating with all of her friends and all of her family, and we were going to travel and do all of this. So one of the things that I'm very passionate about, if you couldn't tell, is community. Mm, mm. And so when it was time for her to have this virtual graduation, which was very odd, was very jarring, but we do have to make, adjustments as people things don't always work out the way you think they're going to work out I thought we live in a small town right now we moved to Michigan I live in a small town called Sawyer because it's a small town I believe it's easier to cultivate a sense of community I mean the coffee shop here I walk to it on a regular basis we know each other OK, it's, yeah, it's yeah. by name. And there was another restaurant that we were attending or visiting on a regular basis to not too far away. And so you, you make you get people who were so friendly. And, and it was I just felt like I was embracing this community. So I thought to myself, how can I make Maddie's day a little bit more special? Because she's on social media. She's young. I thought, what if I were to reach out to this coffee shop and this local restaurant and say to them? my daughter's graduating. She's not going to get the full experience she thought she was going to get. But would you be so kind as to just wish her a happy graduation, help her celebrate that day by posting something on on your social media page? Wow. They answered me. And they said, of course we would. They asked me for her social media handle. I gave it to them on the day of her graduation. I didn't tell her I was doing this. She got this lovely surprise when she opened up her social media page that Essentially, strangers would take the time to do something not complicated, simple, but generous and caring to make this girl's day feel a little bit more special to help her celebrate. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a beautiful story.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so, it's a story of our times, isn't it? I mean, how much has had to be cancelled or postponed. There's a whole generation of kids really, you know, the class of 2020 who are going to miss out on their, their validation. And, and yeah, it is a time for celebration and just to reflect on being able to say, well done, you know, And I'm I'm so proud of you. So to be able to get as you say, just people who who have no skin in the game and no real sort of notion as to what they're going to get out of it. That's so, so beautiful. And I hope that, yeah, for Maddie, it must have made it at least a, a memorable day, even if it's not quite the, the one that she had envisaged. And that brings us on to... Uh, The next story, I'm, I'm asking people to share a story about a challenge that they've overcome just because I really wanted to put, for me, collective wisdom is about how, you know, nobody knows everything, but actually together we know huge amounts. And often we learn so much about our own strengths and how wise we are when we're faced with a challenge and and in overcoming that challenge, we tap into our own wisdom. So
1: tell us a bit about the challenge that you you brought to. I have thought a lot about this question. And as I mentioned before, a word that's important to me that I try to keep in mind is evolving evolution. Mm. This challenge is going to involve community again because it's so important to me. It's a slightly different twist. It's a different way that I'm thinking about the transition that I made. I've told this story about leaving medicine and entering yoga a lot now, but as I'm getting farther away from it, it's going on 10 years. In the fall, it'll be 10 years of 2021. It's amazing. Wow. But I've had all of this time. I'm naturally introspective person anyway, But the pandemic has also given me more space to think about things as well as I've sheltered in place. And it's becoming clearer to me certain aspects of my story concerning why medicine was ultimately not a good fit for me. Yes, it took courage, but I also let myself get in a lot of trouble before I made the decision. I had to be diagnosed with clinical depression in order to stop practicing.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I was really trying to ignore those all of those signs my body was giving me because I felt obligated to stay on that path because... I had worked so hard and put so much time and money into it and I was a person who was used to the idea of delayed gratification. I was also someone who seeking who was seeking a lot of external validation and someone who was only giving herself permission to take up space in this world in a white coat. Right. I thought that was the only way that I could show and prove my worth was to somehow try to fit myself, mold myself into the constraints of this white coat. And so that's for me, that idea is very powerful. And it only occurred to me in the last few days when I've really thought about taking up space as women or as a woman myself, doing the right thing, getting approval through this symbolic thing, this white coat. I was sitting in an office behind a microscope for hours on end. I'm a very kinesthetic and visual person. And as I mentioned, I'm a community person. I'm very purpose and service driven as well. And so while yes, I was helping patients for sure. I wasn't serving in a way that allowed me to develop all of the other parts of myself that I wanted to develop. I was feeling like I wasn't truly advocating for a group of people I wanted to advocate for and and giving them a chance to have a voice and being a catalyst for people to learn no matter what stage you're at, that you can still find ways to express this voice. I wasn't giving myself permission either to find all of the other outlets that would make me the best version of myself. All of those other dimensions of health. I was ignoring them. And so when I decided, I also learned and this was a hard fact to to learn, very, very hard, that I just didn't like practicing medicine.
0: Yeah. So and, it and, didn't light me up. Yeah. That's that's so it's so difficult to admit sometimes, isn't it? That you're when when something's just you feel like it should make you happy because this is the path that you have You chose it and you trained to be a doctor. And then when it doesn't, it's now what do I do? So, so yeah, tell us more. So what, what was it, the clinical depression? And I do wonder now whether there's so many people who are suffering from depression and actually there may be on, you know, a simple thing, a pivot within their life could actually turn that around.
1: So yeah, it was taking a big toll on me. We think these things are not connected, but reflecting back feeling very constricted in that seat behind that microscope. I was having regular headaches. I have progressives now because of the microscope work. I mean, it was eye strain constantly. It was aches and pains around my body, despite the fact that I have always believed in working out. I was working out at one point, trying to push away the feelings and the mental toll I wanted Mm -hmm. to ignore them. Mm. So at one point I was working out twice a day and I'm a type A person. So when I say I was working out twice a day, I was working out twice Uh a day. Okay. So they were hard workouts. I was trying to avoid, I was trying to avoid, but also tell myself that I was taking care of myself. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. To be acceptable because after all I could try to be skinny too. Right. So that I could look great on the outside. And, and start to tick off all the boxes of what externally you're supposed to look like in this society to be accepted as a woman. So ultimately, after I let that go and I found my way into yoga because I was already a yoga practitioner, I had been doing that because it was a great compliment. And I didn't understand why I needed to do it, but I, I did it. I thought it was a good way to try to relax, a good way to move my body, a good way to compliment. I'm a martial artist, so I was practicing martial arts at the same time. And so I thought it was a good way to compliment the, what was a lot for at that time, what was a lot of hard practice with Taekwondo on my way to get my black belt. And the yoga could complement it with its softness. And then I was doing other workouts as well. So yeah, I, I, so I found my way to yoga, took another leap of faith to be a yoga teacher because I no one could have told me years ago that that's what I would wind up doing. But once I did it, it started to feel right about halfway into the training when a little light bulb went off, we had a lovely teacher come in who was a little, she was mature who taught us a very slow class. But I thought, oh my goodness, this is what I've been wanting. I've been craving this space to do a softer yet challenging practice to focus on little details. And then I thought, oh, I can help this specific population. People that are the yoga community, typically, as soon as you said yoga to people, they typically think very difficult, balancing poses, turning into pretzels. I have to be this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, there's yoga such a gift. Why can't I help people who think they can't do yoga, practice yoga and open up all this world of benefits? Through a yoga practice, what could yoga be for someone who can only uh, practice in a chair because she is rehabbing from surgery? Or I could go on example after example. So that's how I found my way into the yoga practice, and that allowed me to continue down this path of lifelong learning to empower myself to figure out other ways that I could boost the message of prevention and holistic health and honor my lifelong learning. Yeah.
0: And I love that, you know, often when we, I I meet Nadine and I'm thinking she's always just been this amazingly wise, put together, She, she got that holistic thing, but it actually came from your own need. You know, what wasn't working for you turned into and there was no, it wasn't like it was an overnight fix. It was just gravitating towards what lights you up, what feels good, do more of what feels good. And then suddenly everything starts to fall into place. And before you know it, it's, ah, oh, that's actually, and I know we join the dots retrospectively, but but it's actually when you're on that path and you're just thinking, okay, so I've got the yoga thing going on. And actually, if I brought that into my, Working practice, that's all going to take me away from what's actually causing the migraines and causing all the headaches. And I guess the philosophy is that you can't sink yourself out of some of these challenges. It's really about listening to your body and following just those tiny little tugs and pulls that take you in a different direction, which is, yeah, that's that, that, and that idea of evolving wisdom, that idea that once you start to get it right and that alignment falls into place you know because you you feel better you know and it's this coming from I even mean, especially when you think of, of doctors you think well the one thing you should be able to do is recognize yourself and diagnose for yourself and yet that's so hard you know mm-hmm. you almost need someone else to hold up a mirror and say well this seems to be working for you you know and 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 how how you can do that for yourself by just quite often a challenge in itself just to take some time. And I think this is probably where it comes, you know, your philosophy around just be a bit kind to yourself. What really resonated for me was that piece around, I've trained for this. I am a doctor. I wear my white coat. That's my identity. And mm-hmm. changing your identity can be mm-hmm. hugely confronting. You know, it's mm-hmm. just something we, we just don't want to do. We don't want to, who is Nadine if, if I'm not the doctor in the white coat, mm-hmm. you know? And yet, if you don't honor that calling, if you don't listen to those signs, the physical impact is just huge. And I think the whole medical profession is now starting to really, like you say, back this up with science rather than, it still feels a little bit like it's in the domain of the woo-woo, you know, as soon as you mentioned yoga and holistic healing, and, and yet there's so much power to it. And it's this is this has gone beyond the anecdotal. And meeting someone like you, who's who's got that formal training, who's come from the sort of conventional wisdom, if you like, mm-hmm. and has just through necessity, through wow. th- through seeing the impact on your own body, learned how to embrace the parts of it that work, but then find other ways for it to be, to, to honor your own value system.
1: That's that's an amazing story. That's a great point. And it, it there's another piece that I wanted, to, I would like to share with you too. It's that to continue that idea of space evolving
0: and surprising.
1: Mm. You, you mentioned that I'm a drummer and that is again, something that I took up really late. I, I've only been drumming for the last eight years and with, I didn't understand why I wanted to do it, but I knew I needed to do it. It was a way for me to find another path to finding my voice, to taking up more space and not apologizing for being myself. Recently for my podcast, so I'm going on my third year and I had this little bit of an epiphany where I wanted to change my podcast just a little bit. What I mean by that is to make the messaging a little bit more direct. I feel like I have been having guests on talk about all those different domains, but I haven't been really explicit about really drilling down and talking about each domain and taking a principle from each domain and having a guest come on and talk about it. Mm. So I'm planning all these changes for 2021. And we are going to go through all six domains, one at a time, four podcast episodes each for two months. But I was also really thrilled to discover organically that I wanted to have more of my voice because my podcast is so meaningful, meaningful to me. It's a spiritual quest. I didn't understand that before. Now I do. Yeah. And so part of that spiritual quest, of course, if I bring that part of myself, honestly, is my music. And so the theme music, I thought, and I had never thought I could do this before, but I said, I've got family members who are talented. I've got a daughter who plays guitar. I have a niece who's a beautiful vocalist and I'm a percussionist. So I have my teacher who is my drum teacher right now. I talked to him about this and he said, I could totally help you put something together. And we went through a process. We broke it down, made it digestible. And so now I'm proud to say that my theme music for 2021 is original music by me, my daughter, And my niece. And that's led me down a bigger path of a path of being more creative. So since then, I've been brave enough to do solo projects and developing more music and having my teacher help me. We're talking about community again. This is the person in my life now who's helping, making this my voice, this part of myself that makes me a more whole very personally best version of myself happen through creating music. And I thought that could only be possible through very rigid. Well, I can't play my drums unless I'm in a band. Then it's meaningless. But that's not true. I've been able to use this. I'm going to put it this way. My coach right now said to me, it's not about the drumming. It's about becoming the best Nadine through drumming.
0: Absolutely. I just love that. I I think, and all of us have this almost unique DNA, if you like, you know, and we have, I design jewelry, but I also love for me, the intellectual side of when I'm coaching. So do I have to only do this or can I do a bit of that as well? And this idea that exploring new things opens up all these neural pathways, you know, just, and I know, I mean, I've got a, a lovely coach friend and she uh we were having a conversation and she said to me, um, I, I have a big thing about this being there, there being a set way to do things and that this is the way you should do it. And she just looked at me and said, Kat, but what if there are no rules?
1: <laughs> and
0: just like you said, you know, <laughs> who's to say you have to wait until you're in a band to play the drums? You can create your own podcast, make your own music and it will be so special going forward because nobody else is doing that. That's just that's just Nadine. And it's, and the thing I also love about it is because I've asked, you know, for this podcast, we're going to be creating a, a playlist because I, I think for me, music is just a, a universal language. It's just, it's just a way I, I don't know a single person that doesn't have a story around a piece of music or a song, something that just resonates, just makes them feel alive. And, you know, I know for me, Desert Island Discs is a, another favorite podcast because it's just people talking about the music that, you know they have to go and choose the eight tracks that sum up their life so i thought i'd bring a little bit of desert island discs into the podcast and just ask people to to name a tune that and then for me it's going to be when i play that playlist and i hear the song or hear the piece of music i immediately go to the guest and just think wow that's going to be I the association piece which um so tell us given that you're such an amazing drummer and you have all this musical background what, what have you chosen for your piece of music? What's the story?
1: Well, this was hard because I feel like music is life. I love music. I've always loved music. So to distill one song, I have to say my choice, although it's difficult to make, has to be by Sting because he is my favorite, favorite, uh, favorite, favorite musician of all time. So the song by Sting that I chose with difficulty was Why Should I Cry For You? And I'm going to tell you the reason why, because it has gotten me through the grieving process of letting things go, letting things go. And it doesn't have to be a person. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. You know, that's the beauty of music and lyric. You can interpret it the way you need to interpret it when you need it in a difficult or celebratory times of your life. And so this particular passage, I want to read it to you, because it really sums up what the work that I've done to let go of my past career, which I thought defined me that white coat, although it's always going to be a part of me. No one can take that away from me. Or relationships that have come and gone. I'm not terribly good with letting people go. But There are times when you have to, it's time to move on. So this really encapsulates that for me. It says, sometimes I see your face. The stars seem to lose their place. Why must I think of you? Why must I? Why should I? Why should I cry for you? Why would you want me to? And what would it mean to say that I loved you in my fashion? Beautiful,
0: beautiful. And that's the thing, isn't there? There's so much gorgeous poetry in song lyrics that sometimes it gets skipped over because you're listening to the music and you're not really thinking about the words. And then other times the words just, there's a there's a phrase called Radio Heaven where you can be listening to the radio and you just hear what you need to hear. And that feels like that, you know, It's there's a special message in that song. So yeah, beautiful piece of music. And I'm glad to have Sting on the playlist. That's going to be... Yeah. Magical. And then just to wrap up, I'm collecting little nuggets of wisdom, pearls of wisdom, because I'm a jewelry designer. So it makes sense. This is, mm-hmm. is going to be like a treasure test really of nuggets of wisdom. So people can just go, that reminds me. Yeah. If I can be a wiser version of myself back to this whole evolving thing that we don't, we don't just arrive knowing it all, but if we can just sometimes take a breath and say, what would the wiser version of me?" do right now. So over to you what's what's your nugget of wisdom.
1: As a pathologist, I lived on a daily basis with the notion of nothing lasts and I still wow. think that way. So I know firsthand nothing lasts. So it's our responsibility to take nothing for granted and to live your best whole life every day.
0: Wow. That is just, yeah, priceless, priceless. And so true, so true. It really is. And when you speak it like that from the heart, it's just that, yeah, none of us know. I think more more than ever at the moment, we feel like Mm -hmm. we're not in control, but we have this illusion that in normal times we are. And yet we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. So live, live for today and live your best life. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you so much for joining me. And yeah, I can't wait for this episode to air because I think it's just going to be one of the most beautiful. So yeah, I really appreciate it. And just to, to wrap up, where can we find you with the podcast for, for listeners who are really interested in understanding a bit more about your philosophy?
1: I would say the easiest way to find me because it has all of my social media, everything built into it where you can click and go find me is on my website, which is yogi, Y-O-G-I-M-D dot net. Perfect.
0: Perfect. And I wholeheartedly recommend anyone who, for this, if, if this resonates with you at all, go check out the uh, the podcast and have your own personal health health and uh, wellness coach right in your ear every day thanks so much Nadine that's amazing oh my
1: goodness thank you so much thank you Kat